Welcome back to your favorite Weeb Sleepover podcast. We are fan dames with Parks and Nebula. That one is Parks. And that one is Nebula. We are going to talk about extremely cursed content at this week's sleepover. <laughs> like horribly cursed content. I'm trying to immediately not set us up by laughing extremely loud because God, I don't think I'm ready for this. This entire topic we decided would be a good branch from after our intro to kind of delve deep into the hell that was our teenage years because we were so heavily involved with both of the things we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we just want you guys to hate us right off the bat. We we want you to look at us. I mean, I guess look at our picture and say, what the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with these people? The answer is we still don't know. Um, It's been roughly, we're talking about fandoms that were in 2013, 2014, prevalent there. So it's been about maybe seven, eight years, and we're still trapped in this hell, talking about it eight years later, like it's something we just completely never forgot. It's always been with us. It feels like we've always been a part of it. And it, it won't leave. Like, this it's our just hell. Won't. It's like It's like herpes. <laughs> we're never getting rid of it. No, it's here forever, and I can't change that fact, and neither can you, so we're going to make it everybody else's problem. <laughs> Parks, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> Today we're going to talk about the impact of both Hitalia and Homestuck on 2013 Tumblr. Oh, God. Would you like me to begin? Yes, I would love for you to begin, because you have, like, five pages I've of typed I've got so <laughs> many notes. So, I was firsthand. I was a longtime Hitalia cosplayer and roleplayer. So I will be taking the reins on that, and Neb will go ahead and talk about Homestuck later on. But first and foremost, let's talk about some background with Hitalia. Hitalia comes from the word Hitare, which means, you know, useless, pathetic, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the Italia part of it comes from Italy. So the title itself means useless Italy, which focuses on Italy as an Axis power in World War II, which is already off to a terrible fucking start, because that's not something you want to talk about in a lighthearted way. No. The webcomic beginning in 2008, which had become an anime in 2010 by David Productions, that was what they wanted to focus on for at least the first six seasons. Hold on. It was a webcomic? It wasn't a manga? Yes, yes. That's one of the biggest misconceptions is because it was adapted into a manga, but it's always been a webcomic to start. It was run by one dude drawing some racist shit, which was actually surprisingly well drawn considering. So... Overall, the problem with Italia, since it was in World War II, it was sent off as a webcomic that was lighthearted and fun. It was small perils, um, parallels. We had our own thing in the U.S. at the same time, because note, this began to grow in Japan mostly. We had our own thing with, do you remember the flag comics where they were little circles of flags and they were like, yes, exactly. So those things were very, very popular already on basic meme pages, any sort of Facebook page you've ever been on. It was a thing that these comics were kind of funny. Can I, I want to interject really fast. So that artist that did those um, flag artists, she's actually not American. She's uh, Eastern European. And Oh, she is? And her name, her artist's name is Human. 
H-U-M-O-N. She's actually really funny and like her artwork is good. It's just that she took a really weird turn at those years because she also did the same comic. She's the same artist that did the comic of um, the guy and the girl that like it's obviously this kind of bimbo-y, big busted, like hot girl. And then like the big meaty jock guy and the guy with the glasses goes like, oh, why do girls only go after assholes? And then it's another girl looking at the nerdy guy going, well, why do guys only chase after bimbos like she had horrible fucking humor for that time period she has grown so much as a person i just want to defend i'm so her. glad to hear that and i was not dragging her by any means but those comics became huge in like 2010 so yeah and they were all on deviantart like yes. she originated on deviantart and then, they got and then it spread elsewhere because repost, repost yeah. culture but at the time of those being huge, that's when Hitalia was beginning to get its animation. So everyone who was loving those stupid fucking country jokes ate up Hitalia. And that's where the fan base began. But Hitalia began at the same time of the same years of the Yowie Paddle, things like that, where man-on-man love was delicious. People loved to eat that shit up. So the problems with Hitalia and why it began, um, back into the background of it all before I go on to a huge crazy route about what the fandom does, because God, I could talk about that for years. It's fucked up. But the focus of the comic is on Hitalia, or Italy specifically, and it goes over his interactions with every country. It goes over his interactions in wars. It goes back in time to talk about the Holy Roman Empire, um, Rome as a whole, which was weird because they were children and people were still shipping and drawing porn of them, whatever. But because this was a webcomic, originally it had actually been banned in South Korea because it was written by a Japanese person who had wanted to completely go and make the entire story very lighthearted and jokey, which is understandable why, but was it a good idea? No, because a lot of the countries like to suck up to Japan in such a way that is so severely biased. So when South Korea was introduced into the comic, it was a big fucking problem because of the anti-imperialist notion The political turmoil between Korea and Japan, especially at that time, was not fucking great. And so they kind of completely wiped away all of it. They're like, that didn't happen. South Korea loves Japan. They made South Korea a disgusting stereotype where they were completely over-sexualized. They had just, it was disgusting. It was a disgusting stereotype. They cut it out. But David Productions in 2010 said, you can keep this in the comic, but we are not fucking putting this in the anime. So South Korea still hasn't actually been put in because if they did, it would be banned within the country. The appeal of it, though, not being seen as provocative propaganda because they completely wipe it away. They don't have Germany discuss World War II with Nazis. They don't have him. I think, actually, he says once that Hitler is not a great guy. But it also kind of tried to keep in tone with a, this is a lighthearted comic. We're not going to talk about that. But they really should have to begin with. They should have either said no or completely chose to ignore it. Not, I don't know, Hitler kind of not. He doesn't really agree with me. That's not the way to fucking do it. And that's what Hitalia did. So it was easy to be picked up in such a lighthearted way because honestly, the episodes were five minutes long. It's only about seven or so seasons as of April 1st of this year. It was easy to just kind of watch on the side and consume at your own pace. Most of the consumption was through the fandom because we would get so little updates from time to time, have a season dumped on us, a bunch of comics, and then never hear from him again for like another year. So 
That was how the Hitalia fandom grew. But it was kind of deemed from that point in 2014, 2013, kind of when it started to get bigger again. And as the fandom got bigger and more well-known, it became a love-it-or-hate-it it anime. You either loved the shit out of the characters, the design, the humor, or you fucking despised it with every part of you. Because obviously, there was so much to hate. And that's fine. Either way, there was both character jokes, shipping, character design, all of it. There were things on both sides. But if you hated it, you hated all of it. There was not, oh, but I love America. No, if you hated Hitalia, you hated it. There was no redemption. This got further as shipping became more popular because it's, of course, at the time of Yahweh being a popular thing. And when it was sinful to be gay, if you remember, like, my gay little beans. God, people love fetishizing gay men. Of course, I say this as someone because back in the day when you were a young teenager, it was kind of weird growing up in that era when it wasn't normalized. So, Well, yeah, because it was like... I remember being on DeviantArt and I was like 13 and things would always be tagged with Yaoi and Yuri for the female component and it would be like, ooh, ooh, lemon, don't like, don't read, like, I, okay. And that just absorbed into my lexicon and into my understanding of fandom. So now, like, seeing all our weird puritanical, like, backlash after us growing up in the fandom at those ages of, like... Everything was sexualized. Literally everything. Like, what? pick a side, someone please. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's kind of the overall background on what Hetalia is. Obviously, it's hard to go into detail with story and everything, because that's just a big old fucking history lesson. I, If it happened in real life, it happened in Hetalia. But it was severely dumbed down. You didn't get any real detail of it. You just kind of get the general gist of the event and then nothing else. Like when World War II ended and Germany had to pay retributions, um, he built birdhouses for two episodes straight. So <laughs> that was how that was shown. Very bad. Very poor taste. But we bring up this specifically because you need to know the background. And you need to know that the character designs are one of the most well-loved parts because we're going to go into the convention atmosphere first and foremost i'm gonna start here rather than kind of backpedal into fandom for it like what created it what spurred it what people did um first and foremost we're gonna talk about the anime boston 2010 event this i had shown you pictures of i kind of gave you a little background um but in 2010 um the organizer of photo shoot a pressure cosplayer specifically going by coded cupcake at the time um they had decided to go into an offshoot location, which was very popular for conventions at the time because you wouldn't want like con center with a bunch of people in your background. Um, so the original shoot location had been closed off because it was Passover weekend. Please note, this is a very important detail. It was fucking Passover weekend. Um, they needed a last minute solution. Someone suggested, let's go to like a park nearby. So this park nearby was within a block from a Holocaust memorial. On Passover God. weekend. And no. it was so far away from the convention center that Anime Boston was held at. There was so many bystanders who were unaware of the event to begin with. So you have all of these people in full <laughs> in full military uniforms. I mean, of course, it wasn't just like 
Nazi uniforms, you had Spanish uniforms, blah, 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 American cosplayers. You had a whole gaggle. There were a bunch of Russian cosplayers at the event. But um, they had decided to split off and do, like, separate groups. So that's pretty normal for a convention. If you have more than one of a character, you all go get that. All of those characters together. So they did it with um, specifically kind of the Northern Eastern Europe. So they had the, I think there were five of the Baltic cosplayers. Um, yes five of them there was like a sealand there were a bunch of germany's and a bunch of prussia's and although they had said on the cosplay amino back when cosplay amino was a thing but when that was posted for advertising this photo event they had said no flags in general they were not going to do flags because they didn't want to specifically say no nazi flags they didn't want to enforce it because especially within the Hitalia fandom, it was a very well-known thing that people would disrespect the shit out of flags. They'd throw them on the ground. They would use them as props. Um, so this is a thing. We were not going to do any Nazi shit. We were not going to do anything. We were going to be polite, get our photos, and leave. That was the initial plan that was written. So although I can't technically blame the organizer, I still totally can. Because it took one Germany cosplayer... To say, hey guys, let's salute. And all of the ones in the back line raised their arm up and did a Nazi salute in front of a bunch of fucking people a block away from a Holocaust museum on Passover weekend. That's so, that makes my stomach just turn and my skin crawl. Because, like, it's on one very small part of me, but one part of me wants to say, like, these people are probably like 15 and don't get it and it sucks but also you are in like in that time period you're in the age of the most technology at your fingertips ever like iphones had just come out it was a whole big deal you can look up all this shit you could you could even fucking ask your mom hey do you think this is a good place to get photographs taken because i guarantee you she's gonna say no like it's uh, there's so many things that could have been avoided and i know that they're kids but they're fucking dumbass yeah this is not the first time they have been insensitive to cultural events um if you check i believe you've seen these already because i sent them a few days ago as we were prepping for this episode but when 9-11 um on i think this was the memorial i think these images specifically were made in 2012. Um, that 9-11 of that year, there had been a do- over a dozen 9-11 America Remembrance like Hitalia memes. Not even memes. I say memes loosely because looking at it now, it will make you laugh because it's so sad that someone actually thought this was a real thing. Um, so... The first two I sent you, I sent you a good example, I say in quotes, because it's not a good example, and then I sent you one that obviously looks more like a joke. But that was that was too cherry-picked from a fucking million. If you look up 9-11 America Hitalia, it's all just, there's fan fictions about it, there's fan art, it's crazy how tone-deaf a lot of the fandom okay, is. Okay, hold on. Live on the pod, I am now going to look this up. You said 9-11 America (laughs) Hitalia. Hitalia fanfic. Remember 9-11 Hitalia fanfic? Yep, yep. Uh, America's 9-11. Let's look at the images. Oh, my God. No! No! There's one of him hugging the buildings. Are you seeing that? Yeah, that's what. There's also one called Breaking Down. Yeah, that's the fan fiction. That's a fan fiction cover. 
Oh my god. There's one of him in the streets as the plane goes overhead. While I was looking, I found a bunch of Pearl Harbor fan art. I have gone and sent that to you so you can enjoy it at your leisure. It's kind of well drawn. Like, I can't be upset. It's well drawn. But God. (laughs) He's stabbing him with a katana and then there's people just dying in the background and they're holding each other. Weird. (laughs) This is horrible vengeance will not be complete until japanese sea power has been reduced to impotence what (laughs) (sighs) okay i am so (laughs) angry i'm so angry oh i was there when this was drawn not actively following this person i just saw the drama of it as it happened do not recite the old <laughs> text to me, which I was there when they were written. Exactly. That's you. That's you. So, in fo- in following of the anime Boston event and just all of that, that continued to get severe backlash. It still gets like posts and comments on now. We're commenting on it now. It was a big fucking oopsie daisies um, on the Congress part. But if you go and look for these images... If you look up specifically, I've already, you don't need to do that. I already did the heavy lifting for you. There are pictures of Germany and Prussia cosplayers pointing guns at synagogues. Specifically at the synagogue, not at each other. They are pointing at the Star of David on the building. Um, There is one that I sent you specifically where it's Hitler wouldn't approve of you clowning around. And it's a Germany cosplayer talking to a Prussia cosplayer. But the Germany cosplayer is actually in a Nazi uniform with crosses and all with a crop so that's fucking cool to look at and the armband like even if the swastika isn't there i can't see if a swastika is there but it's still the red armband with the white circle like you can't see that and not know that it's nazi paraphernalia like what the fuck if you look in the background at that security guard he knows to mind his own business oh, that's some God. that's some white nonsense he's not about to be a part of <laughs> I want to be that security guard. I don't want to pay attention to this I don't want to know about this anymore. (laughs) I can't believe that I watched this fucking anime. I was like, oh, cute, and looked at some fan art and was like, I'm going to make my own Italia t-shirt because I'm 12 and I think this is cool. And I didn't know. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So that's just anime Boston. But. That's not an isolated event in terms of, I mean, the saluting is, but in terms of the behavior of congoers in Italia cosplay, that was not a fucking isolated event. Um, as I said in the episode before this, when I was going over my background, I have been force kissed by Italia cosplayers. It's gross. Um, the takeover of cosplaying the Italia fandom had begun in 2010 when Homestuck and other Tumblr communities had become so popular. It was a very, very big thing. It was all younger teenagers because it was, of course, the era of the Yaoi paddle, unconsenting glomping incidents, all sorts of just kind of loud air, like loud, clueless, dumb bullshit. Because it was just popular back then to just kind of, "Uh, I'm so dumb, like, I'm so kawaii, I'm a little otaku, and I'm gonna jump on you. Like, shut up! Shut up! (laughs) God, I wish I could grab myself by the throat. I was not that bad. I'm gonna glomp this shit out of you when I see you, just to really (laughs) drive it home that this is our life, this is what we survive. You are over Uh, a foot taller than me, ma'am. I really hope my middle school ex-boyfriend doesn't listen to this. We ended on good terms, first of all, but 
Like he's even messaged he messaged me for my surgery today as of us filming this. He messaged me like hoping me well. He called me pretty. Thanks. Um in like that friendly platonic way. But he knows who exactly I'm fucking talking about. And he knows exactly the fucking behavior. I think I glomped him maybe once before I said, This is weird. I ain't gonna do this. I'm not your ex girlfriend. I'm sorry. God. Did you ever do like the chew though, where like the little kiss you like chew? And you're like, ah, shut up. <laughs> Literally all the fucking time. Oh all the my fucking God. time. <laughs> we would have been. It, I was atrocious. I had those. Okay, so actually, um, Baby Nebula had the fucking foresight of five D chess because I bought face masks years ago that were like cosmetic. They had like cool little X's on them. One had like a big heart on them. And I got them from an artist at a convention that I went to. And I remembered I always wanted to like wear them around the city if we went downtown. um, And I would like closet cosplay. Remember that term? Would closet cosplay with them. And my mom was like, these are super fucking weird. Like, why are you wearing them? You look really creepy. Guess what, mom? If I had those in this past year, I would have had two more masks to add to my collection. I wouldn't have had to spend $20 on more. (laughs) Man, man, man. I don't even know what to say because, God... I used to do that too, but it was a Romano wig and like a big t-shirt that just said Italy soccer on it. It was a gift. I abused it for the worst things and I regret it every day of my life. We have a photo of me somewhere and I'm wearing a Miku wig, which I still have. And it's like good quality. Oh my god, me too. But it's it's a Miku yeah, a Miku wig. Um, and then I have my glasses because I didn't wear contacts, and I had one of those uh face masks on. I think I had the heart one on. I had like a blue t-shirt, an Avril Lavigne brand plaid skirt. I think I had that exact one. Was it red? No, it was white and black. Oh my god, I had a red and black one. I had I had a red and black one, I think, too, but this one was my favorite, the white and black one. It had like little buckles on it. And a Domo purse. You remember Domo? Yeah, bitch, my mom had a Domo purse. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And that was oh, and knee-high converse sneakers. That was the fit. Drip check. Oh, my God. (laughs) We have a photo of it somewhere. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. That was a nice little break. You want to continue melting my brain with Italia history? (laughs) Talking about glomps. In 2013, my first convention came to Utah, and that was my peak Italia phase. So I dressed up as Femme Italy or Niao Italy or Romano, South Italy specifically. She was fucking hot. Hold on. Let me get this for you as I talk. She was hot as fuck, but I was not hot as fuck. I was 13 years old and I looked 13 years old. Um, okay. She's still, she's still cute as fuck. She holds her ground. I was kind of dressed like that, but I wasn't. I was wearing a black sweater I got from Walmart and I had a pipe cleaner that I spray painted brown in my hair. That's it. Oh, babe. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't even weft that shit. <laughs> it was my natural hair! You didn't even buy, like, like one of the clip-in hair extensions from Hot Topic or And then wrap it around it? a tu- uh, wire? Nope. I took a wire cleaner, attached it to a headband, and right to my hair. Got it. You could tell. I love I'm you. trying to track down the pictures, but I can't. They're gone. They are gone. But... At that convention, because I was dressed up like a Italia cosplayer, I was kind of recognizable, at least because the chigi, the hair point on Italy, if you will, um, was very recognizable. So I immediately got drawn into a circle. I think it had a Prussia, a Femme Prussia, 
a America, two Americas actually, a Canada, and then like a bunch of smaller cosplayers and a bunch of Hitalic or um, Homestead cosplayers too. And in that circle, no one knew how old the other people were. I was 13. We played spin the bottle and glomped and kissed each other. And you just kind of dealt with it or else you would get kicked out of the circle. So I was 13 being made out with God knows how old these other people were. I don't even know their names anymore. Um, that was fun. This is not an isolated incident, though, because a lot of the people in the fandom were kind of gross. It was the people who fetishized gay men, who craved any sort of sexualization of anything and everything. So they were the people who were also like, uh, what if Tumblr was like a cute anime boy with a big cock? You're like, oh my god, please back up for two minutes. Go outside. Stop kissing 14-year-olds in bad costumes you don't know. Stop. Just slow your roll. Touch grass. Go touch grass. Please. Um, considering the fandom was big on shipping any and every character at the time, because it was, you know, all men aside from Ukraine and Belarus, and that has fucked up connotations for why they're sisters to Russia instead of, you know, anything else. Yeah. There were a bunch of sets of siblings. You had both the Germanies, who were siblings. You had North and South um, uh, Italy. And then you had... Oh, shit. I have to remember how they set these up. Sorry. You have Ukraine, Belarus, and Germany. Or Germany, Russia. Ugh. All of these characters were not safe from being shipped with one another. Oh, and um, America and Canada. Yes. They were siblings, yes, too. Yes, they were. Thank you. Thank you. I forgot about that because they were raised separately in the Canada of you. Okay. Hold on. So I know separately they were raised of France and Canada and then US and UK of like raising you like, you know. So technically it's a grooming situation, but I still ship the fuck out of US, UK. And I'll go down with that. Don't fucking don't breathe at me because I know you did too. No, actually, I hate the UK character. What? Um, I, I always disliked him. He, I thought he was very annoying and whiny. <laughs> he was. That's why you paired him with a loud American that was better. Instead but you know of France. Who I, who I did like was France and UK. I did. Th- I thought they were cute. What did I just say to you? The exact opposite of that. <laughs> Man. Um, I don't know. I'm also throwing myself under the bus yet again because that was the same dynamic with South Italy because, you know, when the Italys were split, they were kind of separately raised because South Italy was a Spanish territory, so it was raised by Spain. I shipped Spain and Romano once Romano became an adult, so I guess that's kind of a weird situation to... Oops. Um, but there's still, I kind of bleed and die for that ship. When I was doing my research, I found more art for them. I was like, well, shit, they both are kind of hot men. It is what it is. This is my life. But I'm not back down that rabbit hole. I'm not back down it. It was just a good hit of nostalgia. Um, unfortunately, I wish I didn't see it. But some of the fan art for it really carries all of the fandom. That was what made it so popular to begin with. Um, let's see. Let me double check my notes here. Aside from being made out with by people against my will, you also had issues with con communities for Hitalia where people were like, hey, if you're going to carry a flag, don't fucking put it on the ground. Do not roll in it. Do not throw it. People were fucking trashing flags. And we had people who were not involved in like our cosplay groups approach us being like, hey, 
I'm German. Please don't put my flag on the floor. That's fucking offensive. Which was completely true. And I was unfortunately, because I was one of the older people, but I was not. Um, the other people were just lying about their ages at the time. Didn't know that at the time, but I do now. They were lying about their ages. And so I was like the con mom of the group. And so I had to go and watch everybody. I had to set up the pictures. I was smart and I didn't fucking set them up at goddamn Holocaust memorials. I put them at like Peace Gardens, stuff like that. Um, and we made sure we were very, very like polite. But we would always have the one weird like cosplayer who was isolated who would bring their own flag and throw it on the ground and just be an asshole. I immediately separated from that. I did that for maybe two conventions, and then I never, ever did it again. I was not going to cosplay Italia anymore. Part of me is still like, what if I did this time? Just to kind of fuck, but fuck around and find out. I'm not going to. I'm going to stop right there. But that was kind of the hell that the cosplay con community specifically was. The con community. Don't get it twisted. There is so much more. That was just from isolated photo shoots, from general fan art, from general cosplay CMVs. There were so many cosplay music videos out there that I cannot even begin to start. Part of me was, um, let's see, I think it was 2017. I was um, kind of sad and I messaged my Spain cosplayer friend from way back in the day saying, Hey, do you by chance want to go um, make an Ed Sheeran Galloway girl? <laughs> Don't I see I saw the look on your face. <laughs> An Ed Sheeran Galloway girl CMV. Uh-huh. Ma'am. <laughs> 2017 thought. Because I was so kind of 2017 was not a good year for me. Um it was when my health problems started to spike again. It was just not great. And so you said the cure Let's throw is my Italia cosplay in- <laughs> music videos. To Ed Sheeran nonetheless. <laughs> yes i did not do it we stopped it right there we said "Uh uh-huh what if we did and then luckily we were smart enough to say that was the dumbest shit we've ever fucking said and we never did it good good (laughs) (laughs) Mm, but part of me is now considering doing that femromano full uniform cosplay again because i think it look cute still i mean like okay so honestly if you want to cosplay the characters that's fine you just have to do it respectfully, and you need to know where the limits are because there are genuine people that were affected by this shit, and not by like the Hitalia shit, although there are, but history, period. And I don't know how else to tell people that. This is about <laughs> a real world, so please take that into consideration. Yes. So, with that, we're going to go directly right into the cosplay community, Tumblr, everything. We're going to go directly into the art, the writing, and the cosplay of what the fuck the fandom did. Because there's so much breadth to the hell and atrocities committed. Ugh, I don't have timestamps for a lot of these things. But keep in mind, the range for a bunch of it was peak 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15. Just that five-year range. The con incidents were not just isolated events to being only in person. Cosplay ask blogs, fan fiction writers, and artists all sprung up in force as they sucked up the dregs of the boy love slash fact fiction that came with this. Um, it was Yahweh without consequence in an era where it was sin for men to love each other, normal to dehumanize these characters and kind of make them your little babies and your little gay sin boys, which was also a big thing in Supernatural, which kind of perpetrated the... Yeah, we can ship gay incest. What's up? Wincest hashtag. Um, 
that also came over because guess what? Guess fucking what? We definitely had Hetalia Supernatural crossover AUs with Canada and U- US where they were making out. Yeah! I wasn't going to show you fan art of that because you can't find it anymore. But that was the hell we were living with. I, I, I want... I, I want to commit not alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, you had the Gakken AU, which was where they were in Academy, but a lot of the people wrote that as high schoolers, which was weird. You would have the um, ex-reader role plays, which I'm guilty of too, back in the day, woo, where you had 14-year-olds writing about these countries, which are countries, so they are like a thousand years old, some of them, especially specifically like the Holy Roman Empire, stuff like that. Years and years and years old. Fucking gross. Being shipped with, like, 14-year-olds. Uh-huh. Yeah. This was in the same era as the One Direction fandom, if you remember that. Chuckle fuck. So you had people who were fetishizing gay men, pretty obviously. Um, the term for that is Fujoshis, that's what I want to say going on, even though... God, I wish I didn't. <laughs> so... This was a thing. Fujoshi's ate the fuck up of Italia, and that was shown in all of the fan art with just normal fan art. You had the weird incest fan art. You had the weird pedophilic fan art where you had baby US UK. I did not participate in that. I know I said I shipped them despite, you know, the raising idea of it. I did not participate in that because itself was triggering for me for obvious reason. But that was a thing. And there was also a big fetishization of the term. This is kind of, I believe it's a derogatory term now, but I'm just going to kind of say it flat out. There was a big thing for femboys because Poland was depicted to be wearing female clothing and be rather androgynous. This was taken, of course, in the very wrong direction with people labeling um, like Poland cosplayers, writers, role players as like all sorts of anti um translers calling him a bunch of other shit as the character themselves and even bastardizing like people who wanted to do femme versions of the character where it was being attacked and just it was gross specifically. So people were, would they did not like the idea of these male characters being any sort of androgynous type or even being feminine in any way because it took away from their dichotomy of wanting you know that version of dichotomy was not the word there i just was struggling um they didn't want that image of like you have your big hunk and then your little boy that's our type yeah you know the semi okay yeah thank you Yes. Um, that was I, the I, era of it. I'm so mad that you pulled that word out of me, out of the dredges <laughs> of my mind. I cannot fucking believe that. I thought I had terminated that part of my brain, but no, Seme Anuke, it just came out that fast. I hate that. I also want to clarify, uh, Fujoshi is a term for a person, not the concept. A Fujoshi is yes, usually sorry. a woman who fetishizes gay men and also thinks that it is sinful and wrong to do so, and it's like her quote-unquote guilty pleasure. pleasure. It's like a taboo. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's is- a shitty it's a shitty term. Yes, sorry. Thank you for clarifying that. I realized I didn't break it down enough. But yes, it's specifically mostly related to women, which is what most of the Hitalia fandom was. It was very, very uncommon. You would find a straight man in this fandom where most of the men are fucking each other obviously um so 
the Hitalia fandom capitalized on our hardcore because there were only two female characters. You were allowed to do whatever the fuck you wanted in terms of just make everyone fuck each other because it's funny. There were so many fan arts of orgies and other shit because you could just make anyone fuck anyone. Was it weird that China and Japan were fucking? Yes. Was it weird that Japan and America were fucking? Yes. Because especially that, with the America and Japan dynamic, as I said at the beginning, there was a huge thing with how Japan was written because Japan was written to kind of be meek and shy, but also the coolest person around that always got their work done and they were so proud and they were so cool. But they also spoke with a racist fucking accent and turned R's to L's and vice versa. Gross. I hate it. There was That was the thing. People were drawing that. The same people who were drawing Pearl Harbor fan art were drawing these characters taking it in the ass from one another like 10 minutes later. I'm not kidding. If I go back track those, I promise you I can find their DeviantArt and find that gay porn for you. I I'm not going to see do it. that. I don't want to know. I, exactly, I'm not here for it. But I'm telling you, you could. That's the worst part is that that's a thing. And people were cool with it. That was normal. Unfortunately. So... This flipped on its head. Do you remember what the concept of a 2P character is? No. I don't think oh I've my heard god. this term. Oh my god, I'm about to pull this wide open for you. So this has kind of become a thing again, because with Nier Automata, you're allowed to play as 2B, but the inverse of her. So she's a black character who wears all white. Um, That's the 2B, or 2P specifically which is second player, because when you go and play second player in, like, say, fuck, what games do it where you're the same character, but you're, like, a recolor? Oh, like Street Fighter and, like, Mortal Kombat and yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's player two. So 2P was the inverse flip. So you'd have these characters who were, like, like Italy, or Italy specifically, who was a sweet little character. He was really, like, lovable and fun and kind of dumb. And they would basically turn him into, like, a murderer who was obsessed with nice, because it was just the complete inverse reaction. So you would have people making 2P designs of characters. 2P Canada is still hot as fuck. I stand by it. Still lumberjack of a man, because normal Canada is all shy and kind of quiet. So when you have this big, burly-ass lumberjack, that's that's the shit, baby. That's the fucking stuff right there. But that was a thing. So you had 2P designs coming out. You had femme or Niao designs. That's the real term for it. Neotalia was canon as of season six, unfortunately. And that was just the female versions of these characters, too. That became such a big thing within just the fan art community because gender bending was very common back then. And then you would have people sending it to the original webcomic creator who's like, fuck yeah, let's do this. So he started drawing Canada designs to these two until it became its own episode. So you had more options there. You had finally people who were um, appealing to the Yuri fandoms of things who wanted to see some girls kiss that couldn't get that originally from Hitalia. You had the people who wanted dark and edgy themes and to write angst without having to use actual real world events to do so. Unfortunately, still happened, even though we had these 2P where it's like, do you want to write someone being stabbed and like bleeding to death in their lover's arms? You have 2P for that. You don't need to make it actual Italy doing this in your writing. It was a thing. And so it blew open this whole world 
of just shit to do. And because we were seeing like the original creator draw these designs for us, it egged the fandom on more and more and more to interpret these characters as they want. Even their own OCs of unwritten countries, like the Philippines, I believe, wasn't written into the comic at the time, but is now. Um, states even have it, territories have it, and unmarked islands were even made out of OCs. These OCs were on Facebook specifically. They were role-playing on Facebook, and a majority of them loved to start some of the dumbest drama and bullshit. I don't have any like real exposures to it that jump out at me. But I was very active on it because I was a Romano role player that kind of kept my head down. And I ran and admin seven different Italian meme pages. You're welcome. That's a brag. That's on my resume. Shut the fuck up. Uh, oh my god. My admin my admin tag was admin tomato. I can't I uh Every every time that we sit down and have a writing call or record now, I'm just like, what shit is Parks going to pull out that I had no idea was even a thing? Admin Tomato. That's that's this week's, I guess. I, sw- I swapped it every time, too. I was Lovina Vargas with, like, the tildes at the end, and it was all pretty. Um, oof, yikes. I also had my own Tumblr roleplay um, blog, but I did not do anything with it, really. I answered questions, but I didn't want to put my face on it, because God knows that was a bad idea to put your face on the internet at that age as a child so <laughs> that didn't stop other people i knew um so we're going to focus a little bit for a second on what the fandom did so although i sent you prior sweetly the music videos that does not begin it so we have the stereotype song which was originally a song by your favorite martian um which was Ray William Johnson back in the day when he was creating music, all of it was made as shock value to be offensive. So that song, specifically the stereotype song, was made to be exceptionally offensive because it was funny to be full of shock value back in the day, right? The Hitalia fandom took this as serious because the entire Hitalia kind of growth and interactions is based on stereotypes. So you had people who were seriously singing this song in public, taking it as truth, and you had all of these people making AMVs and just all of it. So if you thought that the... I didn't want to tell you about this specifically. I told you not to read notes because I wanted to kind of throw this at you. So you saw the Pearl Harbor fan art. You saw the 9-11 fan art. You saw the hailing of Hitler cosplayers. There is a very famous Italia fanfiction. It's not very long. It's still up on fanfiction.net. And it's about the Nanjing Massacre. Okay, that sounds horrible, but also I don't know what that is. So this happened in 1937. This is the Nanjing uh, Massacre or the Rape of Nanjing, which was an episode of mass murder and mass raping committed by Imperial Japanese troops to the residents of Nanjing, um, China. So, yes, it was a mass invasion, a mass rape, and a mass murder. And there is fan fiction of China going and discovering all of these bodies. And it's romanticized in such a way. Yes, yes, this exists. I'm sorry, that was a heavy topic, and I realized I should have probably let in. But I thought- I want to puke. (laughs) 
Yeah. I hate this. And I wish I was kidding. Like, I genuinely wish this was something I could joke about. This is something I wish I could make up. This is why when I make stuff up and send you curse, like, messages about, you know, ha rule 34, um, scud the dog toy story at, like, 2 a.m. I wish I was making it up because I'm not. I'm so overexposed to the things that are on the internet that nothing can be made up anymore. I promise you, if it's something I can say, I have either been exposed to it or I just know how to find it. I can find anything. And that includes horrible fucked up fan fiction about mass murderers and massacres. Ugh, Jesus, it's hard being me. (laughs) But if you think that's bad, with the states, um, state OCs, there were also Confederate and Union America and lots and lots and lots of slave era fan art. Okay, so this is a current problem because if you are not aware, there is an artist on Instagram. I can't remember his name at the moment, but there is an artist on Instagram that is doing the same shit. He's been creating OCs for every single state in the United States, and I believe he's including Puerto Rico and Guam, if I'm yes. not mistaken. And Cuba. And Cuba. And, like, they're horribly stereotypical, first off, but also he's, like, weirdly mixing races when it comes to certain, uh, like, states that were under slavery, like, that were in the Confederacy. Some states are portrayed as white men, some are portrayed as black women, some are portrayed as black men, but they're all portrayed as, like, friends, and he doesn't have a consistency to any of it, so he's portraying states like Mississippi As a black man, I think, don't quote me on that, but there are, like, I think, like, is it? It's Yes, it's a black man, but they did not change the description. So they still write on this picture of black man Mississippi saying that still racist as a joke. I'm not kidding. That's what it fucking says. Still racist as a joke. What? What? How? As a joke? Brother. Also, like. Sir, do you want to explain to me how a a historically racist and specifically bigoted to black Americans state is going to be racist against a black man himself? Like, what? You can't. What? (laughs) That's not how this fucking works, asshole. And so this concept is still happening in the year 2021 and he's been called out multiple times tons of other artists are like hey block him like don't interact with him and he's still just like oh fuck you haters i'm gonna do this and he's literally recreating the comics like we experienced with human and like og hitalia but on a severely worse scale (laughs) yeah unfortunately And people have showed him, like, these examples that I'm talking to you now about why this isn't a good thing. And he's still doing it. He doesn't care. His other OCs, I believe, aren't... Hold on. What are the... I think they were meant to be, like, caricatures of religions, if I remember correctly. Do not quote me on this. But I believe there were, like, weird fetishizations of hijabs, specifically, in one of his comics not related to the state stuff. I think that stuff had all been deleted, like, ASAP as soon as he started to get attention for this state shit. He didn't want to be called out for this, too. But this guy's gross. And sometimes time is a circle, and we do not learn from it. No one wants to learn from the mistakes of the internet before. So we're getting that exact same run notion of slave fan art. People 
this guy is not even from America, I'd like to point out. He is a European uh, individual, or we'll see Australian. I don't care. He's not from America, so he doesn't know the depth of these states. He's taking it off of, like, their wiki page at face value. So, gross. Are you sure? Because I thought he was Let American. double check. That, that particular artist. I'm pretty sure he was Australian. Let me hurry and see. Yes, okay, so back from that little tidbit. So, yes, we confirmed he is not from America. This was confirmed because he decided to to fix my error earlier. He was using indigenous culture and design in a comic that was extremely stereotypical, misinformed, and uneducated, and was a form of appropriation and fetishization for this comic. So, that's confirmation. He was not from here. He has no education on Native Americans, um, Native uh, Alaskans. Things like that, which what he was directly fetishizing and using. So this dude's very gross, and we had that repeat with that, unfortunately, and people keep trying to make it happen every few years or so because they think, hey, personifying countries, nothing can fucking go wrong with it. But it can. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. (laughs) But it's a sensitive topic, obviously, and people need to kind of take that at what it is. So... Aside from that, the r slash um, Hitalia Reddit is still actively going to this day. It is going on actively, which is a surprise because the new season just came out. But they also kind of have been going ever since the Reddit really became a thing because it was easy. It was just fun and it was enjoyable because it meant people could go and talk about what they wanted. It got rated nonstop, though, by people calling them Nazis, calling them racist. Which, I mean, partially is kind of true, but it was a big target for a lot of 4chan users, um, Tumblr users who hated the Reddit users, Reddit users who hated the Tumblr users. And once Tumblr shut down, they couldn't post their fucking weird Italian porn, so they went to the Reddit board. And so it was just hell. It was hell. And that's kind of what it is now. I was scrolling on it now, and it's still top text, bottom text memes. It's still the same Hitalia memes we saw back in the day just being regurgitated. Of course. Um, the bad. T- uh, this is going to go into another thing with the writing. Do you remember what the Bad Touch trio is? Um, I vaguely remember. I remember that they were like considered super creepy, but I didn't have like the con experience of the cosplayers facing that backlash. So, unfortunately, this wasn't with cosplayers and origination. This came from... If you look at the um, e- or the CMVs I sent you, or MEPs, whatever, whatever the fuck they're called, those were specifically for Spain, Prussia, and France, because those were kind of the romantic countries, I say in quotes again, because Prussia wasn't known for being a romantic country, but it was like, these are the characters who are loud and confident and kind of sexy. So people called them that because they were friends in canon. Which was weird because, you know, a lot of them didn't know each other. And it caused this huge thing because they were labeled as, like, the Bad Touch Trio. There was this whole thing where people who cosplayed, wrote them, drew them, were being labeled as perverts, pedophiles. People just attacking them in general because of this persona that the fandom made and decided to label them with. This wasn't anything that was made in comics. They weren't called this in the comics. This was just what the fandom wanted them to be. So anyone who dared enjoy those characters was attacked and harassed because other people wanted to 
assume there was never that break of like Mon versus Muse in the Italian writing com- like roleplay community. You were your country, and that's kind of how it was. So there were people getting direct death threats and insults because they didn't know how to separate these things, which was gross. But because that was a thing, you also had the people who were like, fuck it. If we're going to get labeled pedophiles and perverts for being a part of the three, let's fucking do it. So you had a bunch of people who were perverts riding Spain and, you know, Prussia and France. Because what else would you do if you're going to be called a pervert? May as well be a pervert. Um, so it was bad news. Bad news all around. Bad fucking news. And... Before I kind of go into my wrap-up, this was a whole thing, and specifically how this relates to me now, because I just want to hit it right on the head while I'm talking about CMVs, um, and I knew I told you, I said I would tell you the story when I presented the song. The Mine Got um, Prussia character song, the one that grated your ears, because it's Prussia's annoying-ass voice, I memorized that song word for word in Japanese. No. And auditioned for the talent show singing it. What? Yes. No. Eighth fucking what? grade. In eighth fucking grade, I said, I'm going to do it. I didn't. I pussied out. I walked to the talent show and then I said, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass myself like this. And I turned around, but I memorized that song with that in my mind. I'm also, or I used to be at least, I don't think the song has gotten numbers since, but I was also in the top 10 ranking for NA for Osu for the song Bonotomoto on the hardest difficulty, and I maintained that for about six years, because I'm that good at that song on Osu. I hate I hate these facts about you. Yeah! Woo! Good lord, Parks. Amazing. My life is hell. Truly. I also used to make and sell custom magnets with ship flags on them at um, farmer's markets to people who didn't know what Hitalia was, so that was cool, too. (laughs) Ma'am. All right. All right, I'm taking the reins. You're done. You're out. No more. It's your turn. Go. I want to torture myself now. Jesus Christ. Okay. Don't read a webcomic called Homestuck is the is the oldest meme in the book is to say that sentence and also um the person that perpetuated that is octopimp do you remember octopimp on youtube you don't know who octopimp is oh oh man okay so he like was really really popular from i want to say like 2010 to 2016 ish uh, he's still popular now. Now it's just that he's kind of migrated away from like the fandom community, and he's an artist and an animator. And he was best known for giving uh the characters of Homestuck voices because they don't have a voice. So he just made a million memes that have just carried on forever. So don't read a web comic called Homestuck. It's his fucking fault, but it's still true. <laughs> so you haven't read Homestuck. But, like, I've watched Italia, so there's a difference here. So I'm going to give you a rundown of what the story is. And um, I can do this now and not fear for my life because Homestuck doesn't really have an active fandom anymore. So no one fucking cares if I get this wrong because a lot of it I'm going to get wrong. (laughs) What it boils down to is that Homestuck is like 8,000 pages. Um, In preparation for this episode, I read... 
up to 460 pages, and I only got through Act 1. So there are seven acts total, and then whenever you hit Act 5, it starts going Act 5, Act 1 as the part, but it won't break it down into parts. So it'll say, like, Act 5, Act 1.2 or something. So it gets fucking crazy. For the first four acts of the comic, um, we follow the four main characters who are the beta kids. We find that out later, but that's their universe. They're the beta kids. Our names are John, Dave, Rose, and Jade, respectively. They play a video game called Spurb, which is just a contracted version of Suburb, um, and it triggers a cataclysmic event that causes a meteor shower and is literally ending the world. It's also being played by, like, thousands of other kids on Earth, and so you just see these, like, consistent meteor showers throughout the first two acts, but it's not addressed that the other kids are playing it. It, like, only matters that these four are. And in order to escape this universe and make it into the universe of Spurb, you have to have both a client and a host version of the game. And you have to help your friend with it. So, like, Rose uses the host version to help John use his client version. And so it's supposed to go in that order throughout the friend group so that they can all four escape It's what is essentially our Earth that's falling apart because of these meteors and venture on to a different universe so that they can save that universe and save existence itself. There is an eternal battle and war that has been raging in one of these planes of existence between what is quite literally a chessboard. It is one group of people that are like the black chess pieces and one group that are the white chess pieces, and they are just consistently fighting at a stalemate and have been for like thousands of years. So that's happening, and you're supposed to stop that, I guess, by using Spurb. It's never truly like clear to me <laughs> what the fuck you're supposed to do uh-huh. with this but at some point they join the war um in that in between the four the first four acts are literally just them getting their shit together they start getting powers through uh beings called kernel sprites they learn how to use their silidexes which is I don't fucking know. A backpack. It's an inventory, but they all have different functionality and programming, and you have to, like, figure out what the programming is. They're all completely different. Dave's... Here's a here's a stupid fucking example. Dave's works on the fact that you have to pick up an item. Let's say you pick up your cell phone. So in order to capture log which is the word the verb it uses to capture log in your silidex your cell phone his silidex or fetch modus this is how the whole fucking webcomic is there's all these stupid words he meshes words together none of it makes sense and it's a big reason why i hated the fandom because like i can't talk about it and sound like a normal human i can't just say oh i like this cool webcomic it's these kids that try to save the universe with some aliens no I have to say this dumb shit like fetch mode. <laughs> it's like when you go to a restaurant. Um, have you seen the memes where you go to Cold Stone and it's like, I want a fuck me sideways banana split in a love it bend me over size cone, please. You know, where they make you say the dumbest shit just to get your food. That's literally me at any bar. Or I'm like, can I can I get a can I can I get a buttery nipple? <laughs> can I get a sex on the beach, please? Can I get a little titty tongue twister, please? <laughs> 
God. Or when you go on the kids' so, menu at a famous Dave's. <laughs> I want what? the I want the little porky rib special, please. <laughs> There's a restaurant here. It's a local restaurant called The Mule. And uh, their number one thing is called a big-ass grilled cheese. And seeing, like, my partner's little grandma walk in and say, Can I have a big-ass grilled cheese, please? Like, oh my god. Uh, those menus are torture. That's what it sounds like when you speak homestuck to me. It's like you're being held yes. at gunpoint to say this word for word. You can't just say he's taking a picture. This is how I feel, too, because I have to give you the full fucking e expanse of what Homestuck is. So anyways, you have a fucking Silidex, you have to capture log it, whatever that means. And the way that Dave's works, just for one example, you have to take the word cell phone, so the name of whatever you're holding, and you can alter the state of the item in order to change the title so that it'll change the way the Silidex holds it, and it breaks it down on... um. Oh, shit, I just forgot the word for it. On consonants and vowels. And consonants are worth a certain amount of points, and vowels are worth a certain amount of points. And then it, like, divides it by ten or something, and it gives you um, an, a number between one and ten. And every time that he picks something up in the webcomic, the author, Andrew Hussey, writes out the equation every time, and I still don't understand it. And it's like, okay, so we picked up a cell phone, so it's this many, this many, and that equals seven. Well, if you have something in your Silidex that already equaled seven, that fucker's ejected immediately at Mach 5. <laughs> so you can't have anything that's also worth seven. Right. You have to have something else that's worth nine or four. And that's just one character's. Rose that's fucking stupid! Yes! And you can't control it. You're just watching the animations and reading through the story. And so you're getting pissed because you're like, what? Uh, <laughs> Why? John's functions. Call it a cell. <laughs> right. John's functions like a first in, first out kind of thing. So it's a stack, like a deck of cards. So anytime you shuffle to the bottom, it like ejects the last one out. Roses functions as a tree where if you put something in as a root and it all works alphabetically and you move the root card or you try to use whatever's in the root card, then everything pops out of your Silidex at once. This is a very minor part of the story, but that is how detailed every single thing in this fucking story is. Literally every function. That's a minor thing. Oh my god. But that is, in one way, it's like, really awe-inspiring like good for you one human that made this whole thing and drew everything and animated it and wrote this whole story and you created that minute of a detail for your universe but also fuck you for making me read it <laughs> andrew hussey go touch some grass <laughs> please so anyways that's just a glimpse into what i suffer and the whole webcomic just jacks off into the idea of shoving words together to create a new thing. There's an echeladder, which is an echelon and a ladder together, and that's how you like get your powers. Kernel sprite, it comes from a kernel seed and it is like a spirit and it gives you your powers. So these kids become gods literally at some point. Uh there's all these different planes of existence that the kids eventually travel to. There's um dream moons that are called Durs and Prospit, Durs being bad, Prospit being good, and like they have multiple versions of the self that appear whenever they're unconscious and they have like a whole other life essentially on the dream moons. Um 
it I gotta go back and look into my notes. It it gets really muddied as to how they get their powers once you get to the dream moons because they are in a different universe and they're trying to prep to go engage in the battle with the chess pieces. And amongst all of this, when we hit Act 5, that's when we get introduced to the trolls, which are the characters everybody knows. They're the gray-skinned, candy-corn-horned-looking characters that have t-shirts of various um, zodiac signs on them. I hate the lore of the trolls. They have colors associated with each one of them of the rainbow. The colors are a blood cast system. It is a part of their culture that they advertise the color of their blood because it then puts them at a specific level in society. So like purple toned blood or magenta toned blood is royalty. Um, blue toned is like aristocracy. Uh, green toned is like very upper class, um, but not like so upper class. And then it just goes down to scarlet red and you are the scum of the earth. Um, and every character advertises their color through the color of their shirt and the color of their text. So the way that they type, also, every single character has a different way that they type. One character types in leet speak. One types capitalizing every single word. One capitalizes everything. One capitalizes nothing. One lowercases the first letter and uppercases the rest of the word. It's ridiculous, and it's so hard to keep track of. These 12 trolls, because there's 12 for one for each of the Zodiac, um are essentially a different universe version of the Beta Kids because they had their own version of Spurb and they beat it. And whenever you beat Spurb, you get to create a new universe and literally become gods. So they created the universe that the Beta Kids exist in that is now falling apart because they started their version of Spurb. So it's this whole cycle, which I think is interesting, but it's not iterated very well. And... Every child, every, like, character in this whole story is 13 years old. They even make a point to say, like, oh, well, I'm six years old or something for the trolls. And then they're like, what? That doesn't make sense because you talk like a teenager. And they say, well, what is, like, your version of a year? And then they figure out the equivalency is 13 years old to, like, an Earth kid. So that's how specific they get with they're all 13 and there is so much fucking porn of these children on the internet, I want to throw up. So they're canonically 13. It's established. They're 13. Yes. And there's porn of them. One of the very first sentences of the, the comic is a young man stands in his room and today is his 13th birthday. Oh, God. And, like, birthdays are really important for the first act, too, because they're all, like, good friends. Um, and so they're sending each other gifts for their 13th birthday, specifically. The guy that wrote this, I think he was 27 whenever he wrote it, and it's clear that he didn't intend for, like, any kind of sexual shit to pop out of this. Like, obviously there's a romance here or there, but it's nothing that's so explicit that you could extrapolate that. It's just fucking 
horny kids that were like, all right, I like these characters. I, I like how they have turquoise blood, I guess. Let's make porn of that. Sure. Turquoise come, let's go. Oh, God, that's another thing for like, so the I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but like the Tumblr community around this. Oh, my God. The Tumblr community was divided into like role play and cosplay blogs or like hardcore um, they would post anytime there was an update. It was like, update, 4-8-2014, this is what happened. And like, here's the, the page number through this page number. And they would go into like this huge spiel. They'd write fan fiction. They'd draw fan art. There's too much goddamn fan art of Homestuck Online. But with the trolls specifically, because they are canonically an alien species... They were there was this sect of the Homestuck fans that I would run away from on Tumblr because they would hyper fixate on what the trolls genitals looked like. And it would it would literally be like straight up tentacle porn that they're drawing of 13 year olds. I hate it here. I hate it here. Parks. <laughs> She's typing. Well, I got to look up Terezi uh, genitals. Terezi is like the number one person, too, that everyone was super into. I know. Yeah. That's the only reason I know his name. Her, her name. Uh, first off, oh, it's her shit. Sorry, I don't, I don't know who she is. <laughs> I just know name, and that's it. What's the other one? Carcat. Yeah, that one. He's one of them. Um. Okay. Yeah. So let me know if you find any. Let me see your pussy. <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> she. Looks I found so inflation porn. Oh no! No, that's not what we wanted. That's James Strider's penis! <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to hell. Stop, look this. away! I'm out, I closed away. it, we're, we're free. I just had to know what you were talking about, and now I do, and I hate it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's really gross. Um, Like, I also want to preface for listeners, it's one thing to be like, why the fuck did people create this, and to figure out what was made. It's another thing to, like, engage with it, and think that it's attractive, and to spur on that kind of behavior. We are very clearly stating this is wrong. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Please not do cool not draw porn of children trolls. Yeah. Okay, so story-wise, shit continues. Um, literally all the trolls kill each other at some point. They're all fucking horrendous. Uh, and one of them in particular, Gamsey, who's also royalty technically, just like goes on a mass murdering kick at some point. Everyone dies and then everyone comes back to life and then everyone dies again. It's really very supernatural level of like oh dean died this episode cool we'll see him in three episodes <laughs> yes that Sorry, is <laughs> she just Sorry, me- i, I dm'd it to you to be quiet but it's just a shitty it's exactly from the comic it's just a picture of gamzy and it just says is this your king yeah <laughs> i know yes. exactly why he was a favorite on tumblr too because he's exactly like komida from danganronpa oh yeah totally straight up totally so also in hand in hand with like this weird obsession with the Gamzee character specifically, uh, the fandom spurred this strange revival of long dead and outdated pop culture references. So because the writer started writing it, I believe, in 2009 and he was like 26 at the time when it started, I think it was 27 when I went live. Um, it's like... Gamzee drinks Fago, like the soda, Fago. The ICP um, drink? Yes. Yes, because he is also obsessed with ICP, with Insane Clown Posse. Is that why he has white face paint on? Yeah, that's why he's a clown. <laughs> he is canonically a clown. Yeah. 
Yup, he's a juggalo. I gotta go delete my search history. I don't want this man to ever exist. I don't want the algorithm to think I ever want to see Gamzee again. Also, like, so he is a juggalo, and his weapon is the juggling, like, batons. Is that why this My Little Pony has a... (laughs) (laughs) That's why that My Little Pony fan art of Gamzee has its cutie mark, or whatever it is, as the juggle baton things that I don't know the name for. Yes. I I could go for the bottom right now. <laughs> Continue with your story. Oh okay, my god! So it's the be, worst. Like everyone latched onto the Danganronpa character that you mentioned. Um, everyone latched onto Gamzee, uh, and they would go to cons in full Gamzee cosplay and would sneak up behind other cosplayers and go honk honk because that was Gamzee's thing and they would say it in a really stupid voice like that even though he has no canonical voice (laughs) I'm actually about to start crying oh my god yeah yes okay I was a fuck and I was a Vriska cosplayer for a hot minute I went to a con as Vriska. She's the one that has an eye patch, and her weapon is dice. She was raised by a giant spider. There's there's no rhyme or reason to this shit, Parks. Like, <laughs> she really looks like she's gonna cry. <laughs> I, can't. I thought from an outsider looking in, this shit's fucking insane. I do not need to inhale this content. And now I'm having to learn. It's crazier than I already fucking thought it was. Like, it's worse. I'm not, you're, okay, if we were, like, walking into a pool, you're not even fucking knee deep. Man, you're not you even. Me, you're, are you gonna get me to the deep end? You're barely ankle deep. I will try. I'll throw you in if I have to. Anyways... Trolls. So here's where shit got weird. They introduced a lot of um, outdated pop culture stuff like drinking Fago, like the uh, 1990s Nick Cage movie Con Air. That was a big thing in the comic for some fucking reason. Um, What else was it? I wrote it down here. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Tab. The soda tab was also super big. Um, There's a Little Monsters movie with Howie Mandel that they talk (laughs) about all the time. It's... Oh, God. So that that became, like, the thing if you were in the fandom. You're like, I'm going to go get a Fago. Haha, it's going to be wild Friday night. And I had friends that also, like the Hitalia cosplayers, did not know boundaries when it came to cosplaying. And we didn't have, like, a lot of cons. We have two cons a year in Oklahoma. And so we would just dress up and cosplay and go do random shit we'd go to the mall we tried to go bowling once and the owner had to turn us away because of my friend that was in gamzy cosplay was scaring the children was he honking no uh. but he was like he was really tall like he was like six foot tall and he was a big dude like he was real burly and so yeah you see that guy in creepy ass clown makeup he, he's gonna be a little freaky <laughs> God, that's and a that's thing. Like, that's like the mild part of what fandom did. The fucked up wild shit that fandom did came from the um, mating, like culture, ritual, what have you, that was written into the trolls culture, which is referred to as the quadrants. Everything from Homestuck takes from something in real life. There is a gang called the Felt, where they are all like made after billiard. Uh, balls and like their leader is like the eight ball 
There is the chess pieces that I mentioned. The trolls are all based off the Zodiac. The quadrants are based off of a deck of cards uh, suits. So there are red romance and black romance uh, types. And a red romance is something that is mutual and affirming and positive. And a black romance is something that is very much like a frenemy or you kind of hate each other, but you still want to fuck. And there are four types. There's a mate sprit ship where you have a mate sprite or a mate sprit. And that's just a straight up monogamous romantic relationship. And that's a heart suit. You have a moirail or a Moira allegiance, which is like what you and I are, where you're platonically really good friends, you love each other, you care about each other, maybe you cuddle, maybe you give a little forehead kiss, but you're not like in a romantic relationship. On the black romance side, there's uh, auspicism, auspicism, I can't say it, (laughs) but it's, let me try it one more time, auspicism, and it is the combination of, uh, auspicious and asterisk i don't remember it's two very hard to pronounce words and i can't say them but uh to be an auspist auspistus i'm gonna be real with you none of the shit you're saying sounds real right now it's all fucking real anyways it's a club the club suit so i'm just gonna say club because i can't say this stupid word the club suit is um and why it is the club is because there's three components so it's like you can be chill with this person and you can care about this person only if you have a mitigator. Like, you have to have a mediator in the group. So that would be, like, I don't know, me and two other people. Let's say if I'm alone with one of them, I'd, like, hate their fucking guts or we would get in arguments and we would have, like, a toxic relationship. But as long as we have this third party that likes both of us, then we can all get along together. And you're not limited to, like, one of the club types. You can be a part of multiple triads. The last one, which is the most harmful one, because fandom took it and ran with it, is kismasistude. To have a kismasis is to hate this person's fucking guts, but in, like, an ironic way, and you still care about them, and you don't want them to die, and you wouldn't hurt them, but, like, also fuck them. (laughs) I need to know, is this the Dave Carcat ship? It is absolutely the Dave Carcassia. Ah, I know too yeah. much! <laughs> yes, it is where you troll each other, you get pissed at each other, you're like, shut the fuck up, I just want to focus on this thing. Also, maybe kiss me a little bit? Maybe suck my dick? That's what Kismasis is. This caused so much pain. <laughs> because it started shipping wars, it started gigantic fucking arguments on Tumblr, um... It was people that were like, this pairing is obviously a kiss Mesa's too. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? They're a Moira allegiance. They just shit talk each other because it's funny. And it would then extend into other fandoms and then into real fucking people where people were like, oh, be my Moira. Like, oh, I'm just looking for a kiss Mesa's. Legitimately would dedicate their friends or relationships under these titles i followed a blog for the longest time that they had like a best friend and anytime they saw something that reminded them of this best friend they would tag it as for you moirail every time until like 2019 they would tag it still as a moirail for their friend in some ways it makes sense question mark if you want to dive into like the intricacies of relationships because that's becoming more um accepted to talk about now which is great there people are in uh like 
polymerous relationships, and that's cool. And you can describe that kind of in a weird way with these terms, but not in like a healthy way. So it's very give or take. It sounds like it was romanticizing and opening the door for toxic relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it translated out of the fandom with characters like Dave and Carcat that literally screamed at each other anytime they interacted together. And they're like, oh, look at them. They're boyfriends. They care about each other and they love each other, but they're just angsty on the outside. Like, very um, dreary adjacent. Very Draco Harry adjacent. Don't say that shit to me. (laughs) (laughs) So that just, like got worse in cosplay environments because it was very similar to like the bad touch trio where if you were a gamzy cosplayer you were targeted people either loved you or hated you they people would literally either run from the gamzy cosplayer at cons like they would make eye contact and be like oh fuck and sprint the other direction or gamzy cosplayers would single out other homestuck cosplayers and chase them around the venue just because just just cause. I swear to God, both Italia and Homestuck cosplayers set back the cosplay community like five years. Oh yeah, for sure. And the shipping dynamics got out of hand because some people would get very aggressive about certain ships. Like one in particular is, like you mentioned, Carcat and Dave. Carcat being one of the trolls, Dave being one of the beta kids. There is another troll who is stupidly madly in love with Carcat. Her name is uh Nepeta. And she's like the the Leo sign, and she's a cat, kind of. And there is uh, a joke in one of the AMVs that I sent you, Carcalicious, or a car cat cover of Fergie's Fergalicious, where he makes the uh, the comment, like, watch that kitten be the first in line to fill a pail. I have that memorized, and I hate myself for it. Um, their mating procedure with trolls involves filling buckets. And there's no, like, sex involved. You just, like, excrete into a bucket. And then whomever is partnering with you will either take the bucket or also excrete into the bucket. And then, like, a troll crawls out eventually. I don't remember this. a cum cookie? Hold on, do you know what a cum cookie is? I do. Okay, okay. Um, For those who don't know, I'm going to make it quick. It's when you get a circle of homies, come on a cookie, and whoever comes last has to eat the cookie covered in cum. (laughs) Uh, Why? Is it a literal bucket? Yeah, it's a literal bucket. So tell me on God why I saw real penetration (laughs) to I don't know. See, that was what was confusing because you're like, okay... Hussy set up, that's the author's name. I'm not shit talking someone. Hussy <laughs> set up this whole like series of procreating that did not involve sex. And they still made it sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, yes. What were they excreting from? Well, like it was like bodily excretions. Like sweat? No, it. I think it's cum. <laughs> my sweat cum, now my bucket, baby. <laughs> but I don't remember, like, what the specifics were. There was a word for it, and I remember that, like, the beta kids were questioning about it at one point in the comic. And they're like, what the hell? Like, why do you just jizz into a bucket? And they're like, I don't understand what you mean. Because it's not seen as sexual. It's like, no, this is just normal. You just do it. Oh, um, God. And cosplayers would bring buckets to conventions. And would, like, set them in front of other cosplayers as, like, 
Let's, yeah. I just saw the words incestuous slurry. Yes, that is also used at some point in the actual comic to refer to the trolls that would just, like, get multiple people of multiple blood casts and just, like, dump all of whatever their own excretions are into one bucket to see what the fuck grows out of it, I guess. Again, I don't remember the specifics. I read 450 pages and that's enough. Uh, yeah, just from this exact page, it looks like they all just come in a bucket, someone brings your bucket to a different person, and it says without going into too much detail. Yeah, it's it's so very So it's definitely, like, come, but we don't know yes. what it comes from, so we don't know that they have genitals. So how are they fucking homestuck community? Tell us. Ex- yeah, a whole other thing. And, like, they're not raised by parental figures. They're raised by, like, these weird beings. Like I said, Vriska was raised by a giant spider. Like, that's literal. Like, she's raised by a literal giant spider. And that's their their guardians or whatever. Um, So, not only did we have a serial killer of Gamzee that everybody fetishized and wanted to be at a cosplay or at a convention so that they could chase other cosplayers around, we also had the people that were like, be my moy rail, be my kismasis, fill a bucket with me. To other 14-year-old kids. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, there was a, a very small obsession with, like, creating voices and finding voice actors for the characters. And that caused a lot of infighting in the fandom because people got vicious. They're like, no, Carcat doesn't sound like that. He sounds like this. Like, how do you know he doesn't? How do you know he sounds like that? We've never heard his voice. He could sound like this. And there were, like, factions of the fandom that would just attack people that were trying to do voice acting or to do, like, let's read Homestuck videos on YouTube and give fun voices to the characters just for the hell of it. And they would just grind them into a fucking pulp online because they didn't like how they did the voices. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all bash shit in there? Y'all good? What the fuck? Um, yes. I never, okay, so I never read Act 7. I think I got to Act 7 when I read it the first time, and by the time I got to Act 7, I was almost 16, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. I don't want to read this anymore. Is Act 7 the final act? Act 7 is the final act, um, and I watched a brief, like, overview of what Act 7 is before we started recording, and apparently they, like, beat the big baddie and then they start a whole new universe and they just create a bunch of clones of like the different chess people of humans of their own parents of other trolls and just like live together in harmony the end john opens a door to a new universe and that's it and that's okay which for a story that's filled with like teenagers literally stabbing each other and gutting each other with swords and God knows what else. One of them uses a chainsaw. That's her weapon of choice. Like, goddamn. <laughs> okay, I have to ask, though. I don't know if this was something you're planning on going into detail with, or, or even holding off for a later episode. What is hive swap? Oh, God. I know what that word is, but I don't remember. I have the Homestuck wiki pulled up. Let me look it up really fast. Because I can't remember if hive swap is the game yes okay so hive swap is a game that was created um as like a side story to homestuck so if you remember a few years ago a few years ago like 10 years ago there was a kickstarter for andrew hussey to create 
a video game for Homestuck since it was just an interactive webcomic and you could only interact on certain pages. And so, like, a bunch of people funded this Kickstarter in less than a month and people paid upwards of $10,000 to have their uh, troll OCs put into the main comic. And there was a single panel of two people's troll OCs that paid, like, ten grand. And they're killed off in the next panel. Um, hold on. I'm gonna ask you nicely. Is it these two? Uh, one of them, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get a grasp. I just sent an image of two characters and it looks like a dating sim. Is it just a visual novel, but kind of more? I don't know because I think Hive Swap came out in like 20, yeah, it came out in 2017. So I was long out of the fandom at that point. Um, I'm looking at pictures. This looks like a nightmare. Like, this looks like a visual nightmare. Okay, no. So these are the fan trolls, I think, that made it in. And then they're, like, literally roasted alive in the next panel. And they paid $10,000 to be in to be in that, that way. Pay $10,000 and we're gonna fucking kill you. Yup. So Hive, Hive Swap was also kind of like a train wreck because um, it started getting funded, I want to say, in, like, 2011 or 2012. And... It was postponed constantly. Um, it was very much given the Kingdom Hearts 3 treatment of like, we'll have it out. We'll have it out. Here's an update. We'll have it out with no solid information or progress being shown. And then like, poof, it just existed one day. And by that time, basically half the fandom was gone and just didn't care anymore. So a bunch of people that put their money into something didn't actually get the payoff for it whenever they wanted. But it did come out. So you also have that. of like It's not like, Andrew Hussey took the money and ran. He still did produce, but it's not what anybody anticipated, so, and it's nothing like the comic. So, you said it. They started in 2011 on Hive Swap. I think so. I think that's when the Kickstarter started, or maybe 2012. Um. Okay. So that's cool. This came out. The first chapter came out in 2017. So yes. and it's still not completed. Yeah. So that's cool. Imagine paying ten thousand dollars for that. First of all, you don't get a completed product because the game's not finished, and then your characters die in the next scene that they show up in. Yeah. So, um, I understand that Hussey did give a game, which he promised, but it's also unfinished and bad. So does it does it count as taking the money and running if you give someone a half-assed project and not any of the things you promise? Or I I also wonder if it was like with the game itself, they ran out of funding. Like if it got too um, costly because of the certain uh, requirements that they needed. Because I know that it started out as something much more ambitious and then ended out like or ended up where you see it now. And I will say with the the fan trolls being added and then killed in the next scene, if you were the person paying that money, yeah, that fucking sucks. But Hussey was very open about that's how he ran shit. Like he would make he was just that kind of author. He was very active engaging with his community. He was super active on Twitter. He would post constantly on MS Paint Adventures, which is the website that Homestuck was originally posted to that he created. And he answered fans' questions all the time. He trolled them. He made memes. He joked around in, like, not in the way of, like, haha, be my friend, but, like, I create this and you consume it and I don't owe you shit, which I appreciated, especially for a group of 13-year-olds, because 13-year-olds are the scariest group of people on the planet. Looks at Voltron. 
<laughs> looks back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about Voltron. They, this need, they need to stay in their I lane. I can't do it. We're not going in depth with Voltron, but they need to stay in their lane. Fuck 13 year olds. Put them yeah. in their place. But like Andrew Hesse very much did that, where he was like, "No, I'm not going to cater to you. No, I'm gonna, pu- I'm not going to put this in. I'm going to write what I want." And I think he just got tired of it and ended it where he ended it to move on from it. Um, and Hive Swap is not the only video game that has come out of Homestuck. There is another one that I can't remember the name of that our friend Jet, who's in a couple servers with us, sent me a Steam link to to download it the other day. So like. In 2021, he gave me this link, so I'm going to download it. We're going to see how it goes. Perfect. Um, Speaking of video games, just an update. Just in case you guys didn't know, I didn't think to discuss this earlier. There was, back in the era of horror pixel games, the game Ioni was modded to instead be a version um, of Hitalia called Heta Oni. I went and found the remastered version that came out maybe actually two months ago of this day, of it being April uh, 8th while we're recording. And I'm currently on the second Monster Encounter, so that's cool. Um, we both decided to pick up the video games specifically in prep for this session, and we're kind of regretting it. Yes, very much so. Um, let's see. What else can I expose you to on Homestuck? Beyond, like, the chaos of just, here's this... Sh- ship post and then here's this top text bottom text meme um there were a lot of like weird amvs there were a lot that were genuinely concerning like ones that were based in like metal music about gamzee being a serial killer there were several that were way too traumatic for 13 year old kids to be engaging with um because that's kind of how the troll characters were written and those were the fan favorites so it just got wild i hate this photo that you sent that you sent me i hate gamzee kamaida i i hate him yeah so i wanted to look up just to kind of see if i could get a taste of what exactly you were talking for and i found um i decided hey you know what's gonna help if i look up specifically what i'm talking about because i know i just know no matter how disgusting he is he's gonna be a tumblr boy like the one slur tumblr's gonna oh, yeah. fucking love him and guess what I found Gamzee at Onesler art. It wasn't hard. Oh, okay, so hold on. There's actually another character that was the Tumblr boy, and his name is Aridan Ampora. I know who that is. Oh my god. Yes. yes. That what is he Hester ugh. Quest, I have to ask. That's the game. That's the game that oh, Jet Oh, that's gave the one me. you're playing? Okay. Yeah. Is he in that one? I haven't started it yet. I haven't downloaded it yet. Okay, but so I'm not I gonna like report send you back. images just in case. If you see the Tumblr boy, let me know. God, he looks oh. dumb. I'm so okay. sorry. This is such an insult, but the Homestuck no. art style is so ugly. Well, and that's what shocks me that the fandom got so big to begin with. Because, like, I think that the fan art, or not fan art, I think that the art style of the actual comic does look pretty dumb. And what impresses me about it is just the sheer magnitude of how many things that he drew and animated and wrote. Like, that's what's impressive about it, not the art itself. And... I will counter that with there are certain scenes that he animates that are like 13 minutes long that he actually like totally changes their um, stature. He changes their proportions and he makes them look like real humans. Like this one, the second one I sent you? Or is that fan art? 
sort of. No, that's canonical. It's sort of like that, but there's a lot more detail. Um, let me show you uh, S Cascade. Okay. So, yeah, and I mean this because I know it was all one guy doing all of this, and I respect that. That's fine. But it's just the fact that Tumblr saw these little fucking dudes are like, we're going to make them sexy. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? What is wrong? Like, this, this is canonical art. Okay, so there were moments where there was real art. Yes. And there were multiple. And they would okay. be like 10 minute long animated sequences. Okay, that's really cool. But just for the initial comic, because I did, okay, I did start Homestuck. I got to maybe the second act before I said, this is the dumbest shit I've ever touched. I can't do this. I won't have it. And then I stopped. I never got to experience any of these. And I feel like maybe if I did back then, I would have had a different opinion. But I just saw the little tiny sprites and said, nah, this is not it. I'm good. I'm going to stick to my weird Italia shit. Well, and also... Hussey, like, makes it known that the little sprites that he draws that are look like little... Honestly, they look like Among Us. They don't have arms. They're just round. Fucking Among Us. Um, Amogus. But those versions that he draws, he has stated are essentially shorthand of what they actually look like. And that they don't truly look like that in, like, the cano- the the canon of the of this webcomic. I keep wanting to call it a game of the webcomic. They look like people, like in the nicer drawings. That's just the easy way to churn them out really fast. Okay, so now I kind of get why it was like, yeah, whatever. Like, it made sense why people would see this as fuckable, because when you're seeing them in the real scenes, yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna send you a bunch of cursed imagery right now, because you decided <laughs> to point out that they're like Among Us. <laughs> Carcat as a mogus. Uh, a mogus. But now I kind of see, because we did have real images of what they look like, why they were made fuckable by the fandom. But at the same time, you go from that scene to this little dude and be like, he's still sexy. Like, no, come on. It's also important to point out that, like, a lot of people say, like, well, they get older at the end of the comic. I think the oldest they get is 17. Still teenagers. Yeah, it's possible. That some of the kids are 18 at the end of it, but I don't remember it because I know there's at one point where they go through a three-year time skip, um, but they're like only 14 when that happens, so they would only be 17. There are some canonically adult characters that like exist and that are also ship art. Some of them are the alpha kids, which I didn't get into because that's a whole other thing. But, like, one of them is Dave's brother. His name is Dirk. We both see him as an adult and as a child. And so people just extrapolated the, like, nicer designs of him as a kid to his adult physique so that they could piece it together because the adult version doesn't have defining features. That I feel like, okay, he's canonically an adult for a good portion of the story as long as you're with that version that's cool just don't don't do it while he's 13 please did you like dirk strider i thought he was cute okay so i'm gonna point out that he looks like bakugo right now no (laughs) (laughs) he's got the sharp blonde spiky hair he's got shades on and he looks like a dick bag okay bakugo doesn't wear shades don't give me that look. Bakugo he wears, doesn't wear he shades. He still wears the battle mask and you know it. He does wear the battle mask. <laughs> Fuck! 
And it's, I know it's angular because my friends cosplay Bakugo. You're not safe, bitch. You got to type. Also, Dirk's colors are orange and black, and those are and, Bakugo's yeah, colors. Yep, you're, you got to type, madam. Do you want to hear the worst thing? Let's tell my, you. my alma mater, like the college that I graduated from, their colors are orange and black. <laughs> it goes deep. <sighs> Oh the simp my god. is here. Oh my god. Um, I also want to point out to listeners that I don't engage with shit that like shows Bakugo as a teenager. I only like the fan art where it's clearly he's drawn to look like a 30-year-old man. Yeah, yeah. I did not mean to depict that as like children, even though we just don't don't not. fuck the 13-year-olds. This entire episode we say don't fuck the 13-year-olds and be like, Bakugo's sexy. Like, no. No, no, that's not what we do I, here. I enjoy the way that his uh character arc is written and his like redemption arc shit that's happening. I like the give and take of the rivalry in the in the canonical story, but as far as fandom goes, I only engage when he looks like an adult. <laughs> that's the only time I care. So yeah, there you go. We're There's... not gross. I'm so sorry I had to call you out like that. I'm just actively no. inhaling this content. Not no, in a good way. Are. Not like snorting it like crack where I'm going to enjoy this for the rest of my life. But I mean, like, I didn't know how deep this rabbit hole went. So oh, yeah. seeing it for the first time is almost the most disgusting feeling I've ever had. And I had a colonoscopy today, so it's kind of hard to top. <laughs> I didn't sleep oh my because my entire bowels were falling out. But this is more disgusting to me in a way. That's beautiful. And I think it's time to It's time. To put an I end. can't handle anymore. It's time to put an end. Um, so what Parks and I are going to start doing at the end of every episode is to expose each other even more. Parks and I, throughout the day always send each other like oh look at this cute uh vegeta and bulma comic i found on twitter and even though it's 8 a.m and like bulma's titties are out here you go so we just send each other shit like this constantly we say the weirdest garbage to each other on dms and how we every week that we post an episode we are going to pick a respective uh dm from the other host and air it out for all to see <laughs> parks <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, yours is good, so I'm going to go first on this Go ahead, one. yeah. Parks' uh, grievance that I'm going to air is, quote, Fruit punch, bro. Dump it in a bottle. Chug. Godsend. There you go. This is about a heavily drinking soldier. No, no. Don't, no. don't give context. There's no context It's about here. my severe alcoholism. Of course there's context. <laughs> oh, man. Neb's is, and I have to read it in this voice, this was sent to me at, I believe, 8 a.m. after, yeah, no, I'm not going to give the rest of the context, just 8 a.m. And it was, <clears throat> please, Prince, keep the cape on. <laughs> and the, she decided to enlighten me with that shit. But honestly, I was in the same boat. So we horny. Amazing. We stay horny. We're authentic. Cool. We know who Thanks. we are. Thanks for coming back to the chaotic weeb sleepover. That is Fan Dames with Parks and Nebula. We appreciate all of you. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fan Dames Pod on both. Um, we are also on Twitter and Instagram, respectively. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Nebula underscore Inky. Um, there's no difference in my branding, unlike the other bitch here. <laughs> 
Parks, where can they find you? I have seven different brands, but you can find me on Twitter at LittleLightBee, and then you can find me on Instagram at CrownGuardCosplay, and that has all the link trees to my other socials, so if you find one, you'll find the others. Hell yeah. Um, thanks for listening to the cursed episode that is Hedda Stuck. We will bless you with more cursed content in our next episode. To not look up their genitals. Don't, don't look up Homestuck porn. Don't. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>